Hello and welcome to another beautiful Friday on Speaking For Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here's your host, Andrew Gommerson. Hello Dan, it's great to be with you and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that we are going to do something that we have never before done on the Speaking For Him podcast and that is we are going to review a series, a TV series as opposed to just a movie. And we will continue to review movies from time to time as well, but this is the first time we will have reviewed a series. And the series in question is called The Chosen. It is written, produced, and directed by Dallas Jenkins. And the interesting thing about this series is that it um, is a $10 million crowdfunding project that brought the first season of eight episodes together. And I had the opportunity to watch the first two episodes. Dan watched the first one and a little bit of the second one. And so we're going to take the time to review these with you. And as with other series that we have, uh, we probably won't be airing these back to back to back and so on and so forth. We will air them as time goes on. But we hope that you enjoy this discussion of the first episode, which is The Chosen, I Have Called You By My Name. And you may have noticed that in the beginning of this podcast, I also didn't say um, uh, it's a beautiful Friday or welcome to Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. And the reason is that I wanted to make an announcement here that I've been talking to someone else who posts podcasts and he has recommended that perhaps I begin to post on another day towards the middle of the week. And I'm thinking that I might do that starting in either early April or early May, but I would like to wait a little while to get some feedback from you, the listener. So is there a particular day that you tend to listen to podcasts? Um, that would be my first question. My second question would be, um, do you listen to podcasts more at work or at home? So those two questions, and I will try to get a poll up on Facebook if I can figure out how those work. I'm pretty sure they're not that complicated, but if you can give that some thought and give us some feedback on that particular issue, we would really appreciate it. So now back to the issue at hand. Dan, can you give us our quote of the day? Indeed. My original idea in making The Chosen was simply to create a short film about the birth of Christ in a fresh way. As I shared it with friends, ministry leaders, and entertainment professionals, I kept getting the same response. I want more. As a result, we decided to make an entire TV show about the life of Christ through the eyes of those who encountered him. Dallas Jenkins. Okay, and of course, as I said, Dallas Jenkins is the director of this project and kind of the main person behind it. And I guess his wife has written a devotional having to do with that. So we're going to discuss it a little bit. But before we do, Dan, can you share with us the trailer? The trailer. Excuse me. I have something for you. For me. Throw this down for a catch. Uh, I don't have a quarrel with you. 
Teacher, well, we've been doing this all night. Nothing. All right. is incredible. Everything that grows here is immaculate. Except for the people. You're such a miserable lot. You worship one god, and yet you're all divided. Only one language keeps their peace. Learn to speak it. You are the great Nicodemus. And I serve only God. Yes. Yes, so do your enemies. Rogue preachers in the wilderness, raving about a coming messiah. You're scared. Lost everything. Burned every bridge. If I don't catch a ton of fish or get some help somehow, they'll arrest me. I'm trapped. No more talking, Simon. Maybe God can get your attention now. Who are you? Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. I saw him. It was incredible. You have experienced a miracle. You are healed. What do you want from me? Follow me. He performs miracles and seeks no credit? Who did this? I don't know his name. His time for men to know has not yet come. We've, we've waited for you for so long, we believe. You have much bigger things ahead of you, Simon, son of Jonah. Anything is possible now. Don't you see? Would you at least know him if you saw him again? <laughs> I will know him for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm Dallas, director of The Chosen. You know, last year, over 15,000 people from around the world crowdfunded a record-breaking $10 million to create an original series outside the Hollywood system. And we created this so the world can experience Jesus in a way that's never been done before. And what you just saw is a glimpse of season one. Go to thechosen.tv and you'll get a free 48-hour pass to watch episode one in advance. This project has been an incredible ride and we'd love for you to join us. Okay, so there you have the trailer for The Chosen. And one thing I want to say up front here before we get into the meat of our discussion is one of the unique ways that they are distributing this show is it's basically free on the app for all eight episodes of season one. But they do ask that if you are uh, minded to support the project, that you click the pay it forward button on the app and choose how many episodes you want to fund. And then that allows other people to watch the episodes and also 
allows them to begin to prepare for season two. Uh, the first thing I'm going to mention is it's very interesting how TV has changed over the years. Um, I'm old enough to still remember when you had to uh, run to the TV when your show was on Same and here. and you had to watch it on the day because if you didn't, it would be gone forever or at least until syndication. Or unless you uh, happened to record <laughs> that particular Episode. Yes, and that was complicated too because you had to get a blank video and had to be ready and you had to learn how the timer worked on your stupid VCR. Or just be sitting there, hit record, then run <laughs> off to do your next chore. That 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 too. Um, and you, you could always record while you were watching, but then you always had to remember to stop – to pause the record during the commercials if you wanted to eliminate the commercials <laughs> and then remember to push record again. When it came back, or you'd miss valuable parts of the show. All that to say, TV has changed quite a bit. And so for this, um, it's more like a Netflix season. There's eight episodes. When I first heard they were doing a, a season of, uh, a seasonal show about Jesus, I was still kind of thinking in terms of, you know, 13 to 20 episodes, but I understand why it's not that big because it does take a lot of money and a lot of effort. To put these shows on. So let's plunge into this first episode. Um, so uh, we meet some foundational characters. We meet uh, Peter, uh, who at that time is Simon because Jesus hasn't renamed him yet. We meet Andrew. We meet Andrew, his brother, and they are struggling in the fishing trade. And I don't think I thought of them in terms of struggling as much as they did on the show. Um, but it certainly makes sense when you think about the fact that when Jesus encounters them, they hadn't caught anything all night and they were exhausted and frustrated by that. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and then we also meet Mary Magdalene. The episode very much centers on her. It starts out showing her as a little girl and then, Fast forwards 28 years and talks about her struggle with her demons or her literal demons. Mm -hmm. uh, we often talk about, we often use that phrase that people struggle with their demons and usually we're, we're using it in a, in a figurative, uh, uh, sense. But in this case, it was literal. And then we meet uh, Nicodemus. And then we also meet Nicodemus, which I find interesting. And for those of you who, kind of just want a verse by verse retelling and you don't like a lot of suppositional storytelling, you probably won't like this as much, but I feel very strongly that even though there's a lot of supposition um, in the episodes, it's extra biblical, but it's not necessarily unbiblical because so much so far the things that I've seen really do fit into the biblical narrative. The important thing that we must do when evaluating something like this or when enjoying something like this is to make sure that we don't get it confused with the Bible. Because I remember there was one time I read a biblical fiction book about something and then we were talking about the character that it was about in church and I thought, well, didn't this happen to them? And then I was looking for the verse and I realized that it happened in the 
biblical novel that I read and not it wasn't recorded in scripture. Yep. So that is one thing that you have to be very careful of also, when embarking uh, on a journey like this. Also, another note is that uh, the chosen people are very careful, at least in the first episode, to have a disclaimer that says you should be reading these stories in your Bible if you want the actual foundational story. Oh, absolutely. And I think um, Dallas's main uh, goal in putting together these shows is to get people interested in the Bible and discussing it on a real, on a deeper level because they like what they see on the screen and it does indeed represent real people. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we go through some of this as pertains to the episode? So Dan, you, you got through the first episode. Is that correct? Yep. Although I mostly listened to it. Well, listening works. I actually thought about doing that at work earlier today, as a matter of fact, so I could get through them both twice before tonight, but I did not get the chance. I did not take the opportunity to do that. But, um, so the first episode, what are your general thoughts? Um, well, <laughs> you can tell it's a TV show by the way they start it. However, uh, I was, well, really, really confused during most of the first episode. Part of it was because I had to start and stop it well, in the middle of the workday listening yeah. to it. Part of it is just that it doesn't seem to make sense until they tie it all together at the very end, and it's an hour-long episode. So it's kind of like the 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 way a lot of modern novelists work, well, where they'll have like where they'll have like three or four storylines, and you're like, I know eventually these are going to work together, but right now, as I'm reading it, they don't really. And so there's a, there was a lot of that. That yep. is definitely true. To be honest, the first episode I think is like five different character focuses. You've got Mary and Nicodemus and the brothers and um, Matthew and I, and then some general Roman stuff, like basically little bits about the Roman centurion, like the one who guards Matthew's tax booth. I, I think though, I think the one thing that I really like about it is you don't, we don't get a lot of information about the disciples in the Bible before Jesus met them. Um, we do know that Peter's reaction when Jesus borrowed his boat was after Jesus got done speaking and came out of the boat, Peter said, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. So he knew that he was a sinful man. He knew that he had no right to be around this guy that somehow knew everything about him just by looking at him. Yep. And I do like the way that they try to present that in The Chosen because they basically they have him in a quote-unquote friendly fist fight and his brother later mentions that he likes playing knuckle bones and, you know, different gambling games. Well, that's all stuff yeah, that, that was they confu- actually that was, did. Con- that was confusing to me even the second time I watched it. I'm like, why are you beating up your brother-in-law and just for, you know, just for – the fun of it. And at first I thought he was really mad. And then the second time it seems like it's more for sport. It's, but, they were betting on the fight. But there was blood and uh, not a lot, but there was enough lips and, to where it was confusing as to whether there was animosity or not. And then, of course, <laughs> they tell their sister that he was evil and he jumped them. And he's like, <laughs> what is this story you're hearing? And she laughs yeah. at him. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it definitely adds humanity to the characters. I really felt, I think, I think 
one of the most exciting things for me was feeling Mary Magdalene's pain. And oh just, yeah, the actress did a great and job. just realizing, you know, we read that uh, God or that Jesus cast seven demons out of her. That's really all we read. A lot of times we make allusions to the fact that she might have been the woman caught in adultery. There's no conclusive scriptural evidence to that. They seem to kind of tiptoe around that in this chosen episode one, two, because they kind of implied that men were taking advantage of her. But it, it almost seemed more in this than in other things that I'd seen that she was being forced to do it against her will. But either way, it's a, it's a bad thing. Yeah. And the barman's like her only ally. <laughs> which I thought that was kind of strange too, but you know, life doesn't always have this pretty picture. No. Um, and, but that's where the redemption comes in because when Jesus, um, walks into her place, he finds her where she is and he, and he pulls her out of the miry pit. He literally does that. Yeah. And you can see it unfold on screen. So that was pretty exciting. And I do, I do enjoy the fact that they snuck in a don't drinking kids thing where the bartender tells her, this is not going to help you. It's only for forgetting oh, things yes. a little bit that, for a short time. That was, was actually really good. I know. Because most TV shows, when, you know, when they're, when they're stressed, they go drink and they never talk about the consequences of that or that it's a short term fix. Yeah. I love the fact that the, they have a barman who's apparently an Enoch, uh, get to the point where he says, Mary, you know, you're, you're my friend. I want to help you, but this is not going to help you. Mm -hmm. You know, this is guy, it, this it guy is he's trying to help his friend. And so it's great. Was there anything in this first episode that you saw as a negative? Um, most of it's kind of in the technical realm and that's, you know, stuff that they can't really do much about, but I thought it was kind of negative, kind of funny that Quintus, the, uh, administration guy dresses up as a, as a centurion and his helmet does not fit. If you, if you watch him talking to Nicodemus, the first time you meet Quintus, his helmet's flopping all over the place. And, like, and as an, as a, as an authority figure, that wouldn't be the case. No. And it would be precise. And for, and I don't know for certain, but I, I was under the impression that most of those cheat guards that you see flopping around on this various centurions were actually tied underneath their chin. <laughs> so I was like, because again, they wouldn't move around like that. It would be horrible. If, it'd be terrible for your protection if it's just yeah. flopping around. So but, you know, that's just little stuff. Really. I think their their interpretation of Matthew as um, a little OCD, and as a matter of fact, they I think they said their interpretation is that he had Asperger's syndrome on the autism spectrum, and uh, the actor actually does yeah. as well as. Which, and he said something about there being historical basis for that choice. I would have to delve into it more to figure out where he's getting that source material. But it was definitely an interesting interpretation and kind of just showing how the disciples had different personalities. Mm -hmm. They weren't just, you know, they weren't just 12 stagnant men. They all had personalities and flaws and came together to learn from Jesus and to eventually further the church. And most people tend to also gloss over the fact that Matthew as a tax collector was uh, very much not liked. He's 
thought of as something of a traitor because he's collecting taxes from his people for the Romans. Well, I think the first time the religious leaders say something about Jesus being with tax collectors and sinners is when he goes to Matthew's house. Yep. If you read the scriptures. So not only is he spending time with tax collectors and sinners, but then he made a tax collector one of his disciples. And so that couldn't have gone over well. No. Although I'll, I'll be honest, as a positive thing, I really enjoy this interpretation of Nicodemus. I like the guy. I do too. Because <laughs> you, you can really see how he's starting to question things, which is why he would later come to Jesus by night and ask him the questions that he did because he, the conversations that he has with his wife are very insightful. Yeah. And this is a smart, smart man. And yet and he, all of his training, he's starting to question. Yeah. And he really does wish to understand, you know, the Torah, the, the work of God. He wants to understand. Uh, so I, I think, as we, as we wrap up and we talk about the biggest lesson in this episode, I think it's just showing the the brokenness and the mess that Jesus came into. Oh, yeah. You know, Peter's struggling with money. He's struggling in his relationship with his wife. Um, he's struggling in his relationship with his brother. Pretty much every aspect of his life right now is on the struggle bus. And uh, he uh, – but – you know, it just shows you how Jesus is going to come in and gradually make things right. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just the transformation of Mary Magdalene and just feeling her pain. The supposition is that her father died of some sort of illness when she was a little girl. Yep. And she she never dealt with it well. Um, and Most assuredly. And so then that opened her up to the opportunity for demon possession and so i really felt like it was it was a really good kickoff episode i think as a preacher i was definitely expecting more scripture within it but i understand the groundwork that they're setting up and i definitely would recommend it especially as a vehicle for discussion and i hope that everybody out there takes the opportunity to download the free chosen app from your app store and then if you like it, um, support it so that uh, Dallas can continue to make more shows. He said um, in the uh, explanation uh, video at the beginning of episode two, he said, I want to make seven or eight seasons of eight episodes apiece. So he's got a lot he wants to do with this series. And if it gets people talking about the Bible and excited about the Bible – in a way they weren't before. That is exciting to me because the Bible is an exciting book and it's about time people started thinking about it in those terms. So rating of this episode. Well, you know, it's kind of funny. You were talking about some of the technical stuff and I tend not to notice that right away, but now that you mention it, I'll be looking for it in every episode from here on out. Well, so so thanks for that. <laughs> Sorry, but not really because I don't necessarily get engaged right away, especially when you you start laying groundwork. So I tend to notice these little things. No, Most I of them aren't bad. I, no, I I agree with you. I'm just saying that it's interesting how your perspective changes when somebody gives their uh, interpretation, <laughs> and then all of a sudden something that you wouldn't have noticed becomes prominent. So. Yep. 
But I, I would say, I'm going to say probably f- three and a half out of five. And that is because, as I said, um, I probably wouldn't have put quite so much supposition in there. But on the other hand, uh, Mary Magdalene was a very interesting place to start. Yes. And I know they went back to some historical texts. So they didn't just, I'm pretty sure they didn't just, you know, create it out of total thin air either. No. So, um, but again, I would have probably had a little bit more um, scriptural basis in the first episode. Um, but I'm also coming at it from a preacher's perspective and not as much of an entertainer's perspective. And to be fair, the director did get a lot of advice from professional entertainers at how to draw people in. Oh, absolutely. He did. So I, I still heartily recommend it, but my ranking is 3.5 fishing nets out of five. I'll say four fish out of five, um, because I did enjoy, uh, the way they were putting things together. Cause it, it is engaging once you get about, you know, a third of the way into it, it starts becoming more and more and more engaging. Uh, it's not, really high on my list because most like there's lighting there's some lighting issues that make it hard to watch and you're not in a darkened room you know just little bits yeah i enjoyed the little personal things like uh mary always going back to that verse in isaiah about god creating her you know as a a touchstone to try to keep sane and it it's very it's really a good thing to remember for us too because there's another verse in Isaiah that I kept thinking of whenever she would read that, which is, well, I, I thought of it. Uh, I, I thought I've thought of it when I'm in sort of a panic at times. It's it's the verse in Isaiah that says "Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And that's really what she was trying to do. And so I really appreciated that about that episode. Yes. All right. Well, we will be reviewing future episodes as we go on, but I hope that you enjoy that. I hope, as I said, that you will download The Chosen, and if you see fit that it's quality enough to donate to, please do so. It's good to have quality, family-friendly entertainment, and when it can point us to the truth of the Word of God, that makes it even better. So with that being said, I will just say, have a great weekend and keep serving. The best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 